following message is from Christian Life Austin. For more information about Christian Life, please visit clcaustin.com. Thank you for listening. Good afternoon, everybody. How y'all doing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I've decided I'm going to run for the legislature. That girl up there in New York get elected. Surely a preacher can get elected. And I'm going to do one thing. I'm going to do one thing, then I'm going to resign my job. I'm going to change daylight savings time. I'm going to change it. I'm going to change it. It's going to, it's going to get turned off. We're going to have one the whole year. We're going to be like Arizona and Indiana and whoever else, Hawaii. We're going to change it. We're just going to change it. Uh, that's my dream. I didn't dream that last night. I've been dreaming that a long time. That's a daydream. That's not a night dream. That's a daydream. I just wish I could go up there and say, thus saith the Lord, quit this. And they'd stop it. You know what I mean? But they won't do that. They just won't do that. Everybody okay today? Everybody all right? All right. It's good to see you. Uh, yesterday was a, uh, a, a unique day. And, and I normally don't even talk about stuff like this. But we, uh, we had a funeral for a, a great lady. Uh, a matriarch of this church. In fact, her father was the founding pastor of the church that this one used to be. He, he was the founding pastor. He was succeeded by another man who was succeeded by another man and by another man. And then I'm the fifth pastor, fifth pastor of this church since 1956. So it's an honor and uh, it's an honor. And the church has been here a while, but I've been here a while too. But uh, we changed it, we have morphed it, and uh, it is a, it's, it's Christian Life Church, been Christian Life Church for a long, long time, and what a joy to have you in the house here today. Uh, she, uh, this, this lady worked in our kitchen, and <clears throat> she was, she had strange ways of showing her love. If you ever, if you ever got, if you ever caught her wrath, you understood that. But her wrath had a little, had a little, little class to it. Her wrath had class, if I can say that. I was walking out one day with a donut, had a donut in my hand, and as for the cafe was open, and I was coming back to my office, she said, stop right where you are, and I said, what for? She said, get back in here and eat that donut. Don't you be a bad example for all these kids in this church? (laughs) Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And the pastor went back in the kitchen (laughs) and ate his donut, and I said, ma'am, can I leave now? But uh, she, was, she worked for me on Fridays, and uh, she was 88 years old when she passed. She's old enough to be my mom, seriously. She was just a wonderful lady, and she protected me. She said, I'm going to be your protector. I said, what kind of protect? She said, protect you from people that don't need to be bothering you today. You need to study. But, and, and when she'd come to my office, it's so cute. She'd come to my office, and she's always kind of, she kind of had a little negative vibe to her, just a little. Just a touch of negativism. She'd come and start pouring out that to me, and I said, Joyce, get back up there to your office. I'm trying to preach something positive, and you're messing me up right now. She never got, she never got offended. We had a lot of Arby's. Arby's is right over here. We had a lot of Arby's. She'd go get me an Arby's. She took care of me. She coddled me. She really, she coddled me. She was like a surrogate mom, and she just loved the fire out of me, and I loved the fire out of her. One day, I decided we was going to go see a movie together, and, and uh, we went and seen that little animation movie called Up, that little guy, you know, that, yeah, 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 and, and she, she was riding over in the car, she said, you think somebody's going to start something on us? And I said, Joyce, 
Ain't nobody going to start nothing on us. We're safe. And then I think she winked at me or something, you know. She was a cutie. She really was. But I miss her, and uh, Brad's taking care of the graveside today, and I love you folks. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I showed up to work today. I showed up to work today because I, I, wanted to, I wanted to minister to this congregation. I love to preach on Sundays that are hard to preach on. I love it. Holiday services are tough. <laughs> Sunrise services are not easy. And time change services are very difficult because people are just doing this. Even in this, this 12 o'clock hour, you just said, oh, God, you know, one hour. One hour can mess the whole world up. But by next Sunday, you're going to be cool and you'll be fine and everything will be all right. I love you much. Would you stand? I'm going to, I'm going to preach today a message that, that is a, a message that I use. Uh, I've, I've preached it in this church before in a different vein. And uh, it's, it's a message that I enjoy ministering in. And it's one that fits who I am today and what I'm about. So it's kind of my, it's, it's kind of what I would say is if I had a philosophy, it'd be this. It'd be what I'm about to say to you. But I'm going to call it today a penny a day. Everybody say a penny a day. Amen. Now, now some of you are already running ahead and you're saying, well, Lord Jesus. I had a, had a man a while ago in the first service that came up to me and said, my mom always told us to pick up pennies. I said, because pennies after a while make dollars and dollars after a while make five dollars and fives make tens. And, and says so she had big buckets in her house of pennies that she'd take to the bank about every two years and she'd cash those pennies in and she would uh, take care of us as, our ki- as her kids. And it's an amazing thing what, what can happen when you start accumulating one of these. It's amazing. Penny saves a penny earned. It's amazing what you accumulate. Lamentation says, through the Lord's mercies we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. David said in Psalms, blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits. The Lord of our salvation, Selah. That means think about it. Take a pause and just ponder it. John 9 says, if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, he hears him. I'm going to refer to Matthew 20 today. I'm not going to read the text. I'm just going to use it as a context today. And I love you very much. The Howards have their son here, Justin who is a praise leader at our, my brother-in-law's church over in Humble. We're glad to have you today, Justin. Happy to have you in the house today. Uh, and Randy, I want to say this to you. I want to say this to you. If I preached as consistent as our music was here, Lord, that's why I tell people, when you come to this church, listen to our music, and then just put up with me for about 25 minutes, all right? Turn to somebody say, I'm going to help the pastor. You may be seated. You, you may be seated. God bless. God bless. God bless. I'm going to give you a couple of light bulb jokes. How many Wall Street brokers does it take to screw in a light bulb? The answer is one. The broker holds the light bulb and the universe revolves around him. <laughs> one of my favorite comes out of Hollywood. How many actors does it take to change a light bulb? It takes a hundred. One to change the bulb and 99 to say, I could have done it better than that. As someone has said, as a person makes his mark in the world, after a person makes his mark in the world, a lot of people begin showing up with erasers. Life is full of people comparing themselves with themselves. And it's hard to be me when I'm trying to be them. 
There's four things that I, I believe that God does, and I use this from time to time, and you'll hear me talk about this. I believe, number one, God empowers us. Everybody say, God empowers us. God empowers. Then the Lord equips us, and then he enables us to do what he equips us with, and then he encourages us. That's, a, that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty, good, pretty good ease, and that comes before F. Amen. Isn't that great to have an E in your life? He empowers me, he equips me, he enables me, and he encourages me. There was a man in the military who wrote his girlfriend every day for four years. He poured his heart out to her, and she in turn wrote him back love letters of her own. Then one day, the letters from her stopped, and he continued to write, but no response was given. Finally, in an attempt to find the reason for the stoppage in her response, he wrote and asked what was the issue. And she wrote back and said she had married the mailman. <laughs> That's funny. Because when you write a letter every day, a mailman's got to make that delivery every day. <laughs> I thought y'all was quicker than that. I want to encourage people today to strengthen you in your walk. I want to see everyone that wants to be successful achieve that goal. Encouragement is sort of like peanut butter sandwich. The more you spread the peanut butter around, the better things stick together. Encouragement is like that. A pastor related how his four-year-old daughter was in the back seat of the car one day having a good old time singing to herself. And she was singing, it's not my brother, not my sister, but it's me, O oh Lord. And then she changed it. She said, standing in the need of praise. <laughs> I need somebody to praise me a little bit. Matthew 20 speaks of the kingdom of heaven. First of all, let me explain what the kingdom of heaven is not. The kingdom of heaven is not older people complaining, nor is it an emphasis on the new and the younger people in the congregation. And it certainly isn't about a generation gap. Everybody in this house counts. Everybody counts. All matter in his kingdom. We were privileged today in the first service to have four-star general Vincent Brooks, who was stationed in Japan, and he was the one on the Asian front, our four-star general there, that took care of that guy that, with a bad haircut in North Korea. He took care of him and wouldn't let him do anything against us. He was the man in charge. And he was here today. He was here today, and, and it, it, was an, it was an amazing thing when, he, when, I, when I asked him to stand and we honored him, and everybody stood and clapped for him because, after all, there's not many of those in the world today, four-star generals. And he and his wife are going to make CLC their home church, and I appreciate that. But more than anything, after, after church, I went up to him. He said, Pastor, I will ask you not to let me do that anymore. Don't make me stand anymore. He said, this is my church, and I just want to come and worship. And he said, I'm no better than anybody else. Everybody matters here. Everybody matters here. And that's what I love about this house. And so I want to, I want to thank God because everybody counts and everybody matters in the house of God. In the book of Matthew, the genealogy of Jesus, the genealogy of Jesus is shown. He is, if you read, if you read the book of Matthew, chapter one, you'll see that he's the seventy-sixth mention from Adam. He's number seventy-six. Seven is the number of perfection. Six is the number of man. Seven perfection is the Godship. God is perfect. And six is the man Christ Jesus. Jesus came, Emmanuel, God with us. God was in Christ. Seven was in six, reconciling the world unto himself. And that makes anyone who is born of God after, after that 
We're all 77s because we're all in the same area. Amen? So we have a double cure. We have double perfection in our life. We are saved from wrath and we are made pure. We are saved by grace through faith. And we are saved by the blood of Jesus and in the spirit of Almighty God. Isn't that wonderful? And Acts 2 declares that when the day of Pentecost was fully come, the word day there is from the Greek word epoch, which means the age, that when the age of Pentecost, this wasn't a 24-hour period, it was an age of destiny, meaning I can receive the same Holy Spirit, I can receive the same healing, I can worship the same Savior, I can praise the same Lord that Peter and James and John and Paul and all the apostles and all the first church had because God does not respect persons and he doesn't respect certain generations. He died for everybody. That's a great thing for me. He died for everybody. So if the kingdom of heaven is not about the old and it's not about the young comparisons and generation gaps, what's it about? It's about a husbandman who wanted his vineyard taken care of. So he went to the marketplace at 6 a.m. in the morning on, on spring forward day. And he found people who wanted to go to work, but not a lot of them. And so he told them, he said, if you'll go to work for me in my vineyard today, I'll give you, he made a contract with them, a penny a day. And they accepted the contract and he hired them. And the husbandman saw a little later in the morning that the work was not being taken care of. So he went back at nine o'clock. And he hired more workers. But he didn't promise the nine o'clock, the third hour people, the same as he promised the first group. He only said, if you'll work for me, I will do you right. I'll do you right. He came back at 12, the sixth hour. He came back at three, the ninth hour. He came back at five, the 11th hour. And when he came back at five, the 11th hour, there were people all excited. There were people turned on to working in the vineyard. I kind of see that as the church of the living God because we are in the 11th hour right now of the church. Jesus Christ is about to come take his people home. But there's an excitement. Do you understand what I'm feeling right now? There's an excitement. There's a thrill about church like never before. People are saying, I'm tired of just sitting and not having church in my life. I'm ready to have a move of God in my heart. I want something to do. I want to go to work in the vineyard of the Lord. I want to be a part of what God is moving and doing in the church in this hour. You feel that. You do. You feel that. That's why the church is packed on Wednesday night. That's why people are healed when they come in the house of God. That's why you feel the joy of the Lord when you walk in because there's, a, there's an enthusiasm. There's this anticipation of what God is about to do. And so every one of those nine and 12 and three and five all heard the same thing. I will do what is right. I'd like to say to all people, not in the first group, the six o'clock group, I want you to know, first of all, the Lord has done us all right. Everybody say, God has done me right. He's done me right. Some of you look back at your life five years ago. You didn't have a prayer. You didn't know how you was going to get from there to where you are today. But somebody found you. Somebody rescued you. Somebody picked you up. Somebody dusted you off. Somebody put their name on your life. Somebody said, you're my child. I'm going to take you to a higher ground, a better place. I want you to come and sup with me and I'll sup with you and we'll do this thing right. And I want you to understand that I'm going to take you from where you thought you could never go to where you dreamed only that you could be one day. And that's where you are today. Can you clap your hands to that? 
Amen. And along the way, along the way, he has taken away some of your addictions. He's taken away many of your pains. He's taken away many of your hurts. He has healed you from your past. Oh, I'm preaching right now. He has lifted you up out of a miry clay. He has established your going. He set your foot on a rock. And you understand that you couldn't do that without the Lord. You lift your hands today because he brought you out. You praise today because he set you free. You honor him today because he is a deliverer. And if any man be a worshiper, hallelujah, him God loveth, him God loveth. I'm here to declare that you are people that have been accepted into the kingdom of God. Everybody say, he's done me well. He's done me well. Polycarp, when he was being burned at the stake, said he has never done me anything but good. I love him. And Polycarp died, burned at the stake. The second thing I want you to understand about this God is that when God sets a covenant, he will never break it. Well, I love to preach this kind of stuff. There's no need to make a different one for every group. He'll not change the original contract. He just made one and it's lasted. It's lasted. When God sets his covenant, he keeps his word. Because God cannot lie. It's impossible for him to lie. He is truth. The Bible says when I am faithless, he remains faithful. For he cannot deny himself. Can I tell you, he's not looking for your faults. He's looking for your falselessness. He's looking for a no false in you. Not false, but no false. And I declare to you right now, I, I want to tell you something. Even though you make mistakes, even though you fall down and you say, I can't get back up. Yes, you can. The only difference between a righteous man and a sinner is a righteous man gets up one more time than he's knocked down. Oh, somebody help me right now. And I'm declaring something to this church. When you are faithless, he remains faithful. For he cannot, he cannot, he cannot deny himself. He's a covenant keeper. Ask Noah, ask Noah, ask Abraham, ask David, ask Caleb, ask Moses. He's a covenant keeping God. Now I want you to notice something here. The vineyard owner did not sign the people up for 30 cents a month. <laughs> Let me just preach to you a little bit. You need to come to church more than once a month. That's enough. Uh, that's all. Don't act like I'm throwing it on somebody else and you're hollering at them. I'm throwing it at everybody. He didn't sign them up for 365 cents a year. He didn't sign them up for 180 cents. So you come at Christmas and Easter every half year. He signed them up for a penny a day. Everybody say a penny a day. He didn't even sign them up for seven cents a week. It was a penny a day. David said he daily. He daily loads us. Jeremiah said his mercies are new every morning. Oh, I've said it before and I'm going to say it again. He does not have any recycled mercy. It's brand new every morning. You know, my wife gets fussing at me because, you know, I go out there and sometimes I'll put recycled stuff in the, in the wrong trash can. She said, what can you put in? I said, it don't matter. She said, it does matter. 
And I tell her what I put it in, in, in the right can. Well, which can did you put it in? Because she knows I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. It's trash. And then she said, go out and take it out of that one can, put it in the other can. <laughs> by the way, by the way, there's some people, you know, wonder why they're having marital issues in their life. You know, I tell my wife I love her every day. And guess what she does? Guess what she does? She said, I love you back. Now, hearing her say that back to me is better than me saying it to her. Oh, yeah. I've had men come up to me and say, I said, how long Vincent you told your wife you love her? And he said, oh, pastor, I told her at the altar there a long time ago. And I told her if things change, I'd tell her, but things ain't changed. Wouldn't you like to have a God that told you once a year he loved you? Wouldn't you like to have a God that told you once a week he loved you? Wouldn't you like to have a God that told you once a month he loved you? You've got a God that every day says my mercies are new on you. You have a Savior every day that says I love you enough to go to a cross for you. Somebody help me preach right now. We need a Savior. We need a God that tells us every day how much we are loved. 1 Samuel chapter 14, I love this passage. The Bible said it came to pass upon a day. Wow, I love that. I love that. That Jonathan turned to his armor bearer and he said, I want victory today. Now, let me, let me just talk right now. Let me just talk right now. The Bible says in Psalms 118, 24, this is the day that the Lord has made and we'll rejoice and be glad in it. We're going to be glad. Now, watch this. The word there is made. This is the day he has made. Not just came to pass, it, he made this day. So when you go back to the creation and you see what he made on particular days, then you understand why every day matters to God in your life. Amen. See, on the first day he created the heavens and the earth, and the earth without form and void and darkness on the face of the deep. And God said, let there be light. Sunday is light day. Would somebody leave the lights on in the house of God? Sunday is light day. It's when the lights come on and you walk in and say, wow, this is church. That's music. That's preaching the gospel. The light's getting turned on in my world. God loves me enough to let me come to church on Sunday morning and have the light turned on in my world. He made this day to turn the light on in your world. And I love it. On the second day, on Monday, you know what he did? He divided. He divided the entities. He divided the waters and put some here and some here. He gave you a space to say, hey, I'm not going to be overwhelmed by anything. I'm going to have division. I'm going to be able to say no to this and yes to this. I'm not going to be swallowed up by the things that I come into church on Sunday over, but he's going to give division. I'm going to be able to say, no, I'm not having that in my life this week. I'm going to walk in this path this week, and that's what Mondays are for. They're not bad Mondays. They're not blah Mondays. They're Mondays that say, this is my week to have victory in my life. I want to preach a little bit now. You know what he did on Tuesday? He caused the dry land to appear. He brought that dry land up out of that water. You know why? He wanted to give you a place to stand on. He didn't want you floating around and trying to swim in waters that he had created. He said, I'm gonna give you something to stand on. You need to stand on God's word, solid soil, and say, I am determined 
But pastor, that's Tuesday. That's the most irrelevant day of the whole week. Yeah, but God does Tuesdays. And he loves you on Tuesdays. And he loves you on Tuesdays. Are you with me now? He loves you on Tuesdays. He loves you on Tuesdays. And then on Wednesday, on that fourth day of creation, on Wednesday, <laughs> it's hump day. I see that old camel coming in that office in that commercial. What day is it? Anybody know what day it is? What day is it? And everybody just rolling their eyes and finally one little secretary says, it's hump day. Yep, it's Wednesday. But God didn't leave us out on Wednesday. He divided the light and caused the sun to shine and the moon to guide the night. What I'm saying, he let you know that when the sun is shining, you know he's there. But when it's dark in your world, look up. The moon is reflection of the sun. He's still with you. He's letting you know no matter what part of the day. Oh, my Lord. What part of the day you're living in your life. Hallelujah. Pastor, the sun's going down. But yeah, the moon's coming up. In your darkest night. He put stars up there. He put a moon up there for you. He made the fourth day. On the fifth day, he made stuff so you could eat and have provision in your life. And on the sixth day, he caused the things that would cause us to have riches. He made things that we could, we could use to have riches in our life. Then he made us. He made us. And he said, look what I have created. I've given you six full days of labor. And then on the seventh day, God rested. Now, here's what I want to declare to you. This is the day the Lord has made. And I want you to get a hold of some light right now. I'm going to preach a little bit, then I'm going to let you go. I want you to get a hold of some light. Everybody say, Pastor, Pastor. on this Sunday, on this light day, when the light's coming on, I want to declare something. I declare victory in my life today. Come on, you got to speak it. I declare victory in my life today. You got to say it. I declare victory. I'm tired of hell saying he's going to whip me. He's going to defeat me. He's going to tear me down. He's going to destroy my family. He's going to destroy my future. He's going to destroy everything that I've ever wanted to do in life. No, 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 no. I declare victory today. Jonathan said, this day we will have victory. He had the only sword besides Saul. There was only two in Israel, and Saul, his father, was under a pomegranate tree. He didn't want to fight anybody. But Jonathan said, you see those Philistines up there on that ledge? He said, if they come down here to fight us, we know God's with us. But if they call us up there, we know God's with us. Well, how, what do you mean? We're going to have to fight either way, aren't we? Yeah. But what Jonathan was saying was it doesn't matter what odds are thrown against us. It doesn't matter what the enemy tries to do against us. When it's time for us to declare victory, God has a day for us. God has a spirit for us. He has something for us. He's an everyday God. He's an everyday God. Amen. Amen. So if you want victory, everybody say, I can have it. Somebody needs to stand up to their dilemmas today and say, this is my day. Somebody needs to stand up to the burdens you've been carrying and say, this is my day. Somebody needs to stand up to the enemy that's fighting you and say, this is my day. <laughs> Somebody needs to stand up to the sickness and say, this is my day. 
Boy, I love what's happening on our Wednesday nights. I love it. Amen. We have had three beautiful miracles presented on Wednesday night here. And what a joy to preach to this church on Wednesday night. No telling what God's going to do here this Wednesday night. Because it's a day, it's a day that the Lord has made. See, hell cannot put something on you in a day that the Lord cannot take away in a day. Don't tell me that hell has got more power over you than the God that made everything has over you. Don't tell me that. Don't go there. You know what you've been doing? You've been going to too many movies. Because all you see in these movies are monsters and evil and sickening things that puts fear in you. And fear has torment, but perfect love casts out fear. All fear. And I want, I want to tell you something. You need to pull out some John Wayne movies and start watching them a little bit. Because you need to get your mind on things above and not on things below. Start studying and believing that God is with you and God's for you and God wants to help you. John said, greater, love, greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. You believe that? And so Jonathan said, when they come, we'll just fight them. And Jonathan destroyed those Philistines at about a half acre of ground with one sword and one armor bearer that must have been one tough taekwondo dude. He must have been a tough guy. But they conquered because they decided today is my day for victory. God doesn't make mistakes. He makes beauty. And so when it came time for the day to be ended, the paymaster came around and he paid everybody a penny. He started with the 11th hour one. He started with the 5 o'clock employee. He said, here's your penny. I told you I'd do what's right. The 3 o'clock man got a penny. The 12 o'clock man got a penny. The 9 o'clock man got a penny. And then the little 6 o'clock guy had a problem. And he walks up to the paymaster and he says, you know, I've been here all day. And I think if I'd have been writing the book of Matthew, I'd have said this, but Matthew didn't. But I think this is what happened. I think the paymaster said, man, you got to work all day. And you got the original contract. And you're an original in this house. I used to tell Joyce that. Joyce, you know, her daddy was the pastor of the first church. I think I told you that a while ago, but her daddy. And she stayed in this church until she died. What a joy, what a joy, because she understood that God was an everyday God and he could take care of her. And when the paymaster came by, he gave everybody a penny, everybody a penny. I want, I want to say something to you. This is a philosophy of my life because 37 plus years ago, almost 38 years, 13,845 days ago, I had, I had a situation in my life. I won't go into it, but I didn't think I would ever preach again. I didn't think I'd ever lead people again. But I got I to share something with you. I went to church on Saturday after the Friday debacle, and God showed up. I went to church on Sunday after the debacle, and God showed up. And God has been showing up every day since. Every day since. I can't, I can't get away from his presence. I can't get away from his presence because he's a God that keeps his word. He said, I will pay you a penny a day. I may not just shower you with blessings every day. I may not buy you a new Maserati every day. I may not buy you a new house every day. But that promotion you got last week, that's me. That job change you got that, that brought you blessing, that's me. The thing that helped you and your family, that's me. I'm just going to keep loading you every day with blessings and favor and goodness and glory of God. That's me. He always shows up, not, a, not once a week, not once a, year, not, not once a year, but every day, every day, 
every day, every day, every day, every day, every day. And that's how you make it in life. He shows up. But here's the hitch. Here's the, here's the little hook now. Here's the hook. Somebody's got to go to work for him. Somebody, somebody's got to want to be in the vineyard. Somebody's got to show up and have a contract signed so you can go to work. See, it's all about us too. It's not just about him. Lord, bless me. And who are you? <laughs> I want to tell you about two men in the book of Acts, and I'm going to wrap this up. Two men in the book of Acts. When Judas walked out on God, on the, on the Savior, when he walked out on him, there was just 11, 11 disciples, 11 apostles left. And so Jesus had handpicked all of those. But now... He was gone. He had ascended. They needed another apostle. So there were two men that were chosen to go into the hat or whatever they did. They cast lots. One was named Matthias. And the other was named Joseph, called Barsabas, surname Justice. So he had three names. Joseph, Barsabas, Justice. J.B.J. He must have come from an aristocratic family. He must have had some royalty in his life because you don't have three names in the Bible if you ain't something. One had a pedigree, a genealogy, and the other had a Christ concept. Peter set the guidelines for discipleship in Acts 1, <clears throat> and here they were. He said, if you want to be a disciple, you must accompany us all the time, us speaking of the disciples and the Lord, every day. Every day. From the baptism of John to the ascension of Jesus Christ after his baptism three and a half years later. And witness the resurrection. That's not, that's not easy. But Matthias, folks, showed up every day. You know, it's, it's very difficult sometimes for people that are not in the, on the staff or they're not perhaps leaders of dream teams or whatever. They're not a part of, of what we're doing here in our structure. There's only one Sal. You know what I'm saying? There's only one Casey. You know what I'm saying? And those people do amazing jobs. And there's only one Reed, and he's leaving us. Good luck with that, buddy. I love him so much, and I'm going to miss him. But, but, you know, there's people that just do great work in this church. There's... There's only one Mark Godfrey. There's only one Roger Bain. There's only this people like that that take care of people. But Matthias, it didn't bother him that he wasn't in the inside of the circle. He followed the Lord outside the circle for three and a half years. He was there at Capernaum when the Lord said, some say I'm a prophet, some say I'm Jeremiah, some say I'm Elijah, some say I'm, I'm John Baptist. Who do you say I am? I guarantee you from the dark, Matthias could have raised his hand and said, I got that but Peter, Peter, the mouth said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Matthias said, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. He said, Peter, flesh and blood hadn't revealed to you, but my father which is in heaven hath revealed that to you. And I say unto you that you are Cephas, you are Peter. And upon this rock I'll build my church. What rock? The revelation of who he was. He was the son of God. 
God have mercy, that makes me excited. But Matthias knew the answer because he had followed him. He was there on resurrection day somewhere. I don't know where, but he was there. He was there when Jesus ascended. He was there because he had to be or his name wouldn't have come out of the hat. And the man with all the glitter would have been chosen, but it was a man who followed. It was a man who was there every day, every day. And listen to me, when you show up every day to go work in his vineyard, he'll show up every day to favor you in every way that you need to be favored in your life. Come on, people. We need this everyday walk with God. Come on, let's do it. Every day, every day, every day. Come on, it's an everyday walk. It's an everyday walk. It's an everyday walk. It's Monday. I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna praise him on Monday. On Tuesday, I'm gonna love his name. On Wednesday, even though it's hump day, I'm gonna praise him. On Thursday, he's my rock. On Friday, he's my paycheck. Hallelujah. On Saturday, he is my... Chick-fil-A because I got paid on Friday. And on Sunday, he's my light again. Here I'm telling you, God is wanting you to have a day-by-day existence with him. Please be seated. Please be seated. I read a story about a, Randy, if you'll help me. I read a story about a, a group of people who were a, a minstrel band, and they, they, they sang every night to their country to pr- try to bring morale and bring the people's spirits up. And one night, there were about five people showed up. They had a little tent. It was cold. It was snowing. It was in wintertime. They didn't want to sing anymore. They didn't want to, they didn't want to play anymore. But they decided they'd play one more night just to, just to appease their hearts. And so before they quit, they'd play another night. But that night at the next place, 10 people showed up and something unique happened. A man came up and gave a note to one of the singers and said, give this to the leader of the band and let him read it to you after it's all done. And he disappeared into the night. And when they opened the note, it said simply, you bless me tonight. I love what you do for the morale of the people of our country. And then it said, thanks so much. And it was signed your king the king of the country had showed up in disguise and he enjoyed the show so much see here's what I'm telling you when you're a worshiper you're loved you're favored by God and when you can have everyday relationship living with him Every day. He's going to show up. David was a king in waiting, but he played to an audience of one in the ship in the sheepfold. All you got to do is play to an audience of one. It's not about this. It's not about this up here. It's not about this. It's about you playing to an audience of one. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you. Eddie Rickenbacker got his first job when he wasn't even hired. Frayer Miller Automobile Company. Mr. Frayer was busy the day he came in to, to interview for the job. And Eddie just walked in and told him, stuck his head in the door, said, Mr. Frayer, I'll be reporting for work tomorrow. Mr. Frayer said, who hired you? Eddie Rickenbacker said, nobody yet. 
but I'll come back tomorrow morning and if I'm worth hiring, you can just, if I'm not worth hiring, you can just fire me. He became famous for racing, became a famous World War I flying ace, hero for all times because he wanted to go to work for somebody. Are you willing? Are you willing to take the light that you see here on Sunday and walk into a world and say, I've got division from you now. Monday's about division day and Tuesday's about standing on a firm foundation day. And Wednesday's about the light, the light being bright in the day and darker at night, but you still have a faith in God. Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to have a day-by-day relationship with him? Because if you step out, I promise you, he will step up. He is a God that will pay you a penny a day. Go ahead and clap your hands. You want to do that anyhow. Go ahead. Stand to your feet all over the house. I'm honored. I'm honored to preach the gospel to you. A man had an accordion one day and he was playing for a crowd. And the tempo picked up and people got excited and started clapping their hands with him. And he just threw the accordion up in the air. And it came down and when it came down it was upside down. But he kept playing even though it was upside down. And so it is with life. It will not always be right side up. But you got to keep playing. You got to keep playing. I'm going to confess something to you folks right now. I'm going to confess to you. My heart's broken today. I preach with a broken heart. I'm sorry. Because a little woman that I funeralized yesterday was pretty special to me. Outside of my wife, I don't usually go to movies with female people. She bought me Arby's. She, she decorated our offices so that our offices looked like the lobbies of a Cracker Barrel restaurant. I had to say, Joyce, no more, no more. You can't decorate the offices no more. She had so many knickknacks in my office. My girls came in one day and just cleaned them out. I said, oh God, I've got to tell Joyce that you clean this out. I didn't have to tell her she knew it. She knew everything she had bought me. She said, where's that? Where's that? I said, Joyce, somebody just came in and took them because they loved them or something. I don't know. Then I had to tell her the truth, you know. But I loved her. You know what I loved about her? She was an everyday person. She loved God every day. It wasn't just Sundays. It wasn't just once a month. It wasn't just once a year. It wasn't Christmas and Easter. She loved God every day. He was an everyday God to her. It didn't have to be a big blessing, but she just took her penny a day and just went walking. Just took her penny a day and just went walking. Just went walking. Just love God with all of her heart, with a penny a day. Hallelujah. What a joy. There you go, buddy. Did you catch it? Bad hands. <laughs> Try out for a roller rink. Amen. Roller derby.
Now listen, listen to me. I'm pleading with you. I love this third service. I love you. Wish I could take you all home and feed you today. Wish I could take you all to Mighty Fine and buy you a cheeseburger. That's how much I love you. I love the fire out of you. I love your cuppies. I want to, I asked God for this service and God gave me this service. And I want it to grow. I want us to have overflow next door. I want this church to move forward. But we've got to have a day by day by day by day by day relationship with Jesus Christ. It's got to be every day. It must be every day. You want a penny? Bad hands. You want a penny over there? She didn't even try to catch it. You want a penny? There you go. Just a little thought. Just a little process. Just a little thought process. There you go. There you go. Just a little penny there. There you go. There you go. I'm out. But God's not. God's not out. All right. Raise your hands. I want to bless you. Woo! Lord, you're so good. You're so gracious. You're so mighty. You're so wonderful. And I praise you. And I thank you for your goodness to us. And I thank you for your grace to us. We abide in that grace. We're saved by grace through faith. Not of works lest any man should boast. We can't save ourselves. Only you can save us. Lord, I pray for this congregation right now that your face, your favor will shine on them and let them get up in the morning and have a commitment and start separating themselves from the things of this world. Hallelujah. So they can stand on a foundation that's pure and sure. In Jesus' name, say it with me now. Dear Father, I love you today. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me of my thoughts. Deliver me from my actions that are not related to the kingdom. Bless us. Forgive me and cleanse me and shape me and make me and enable me and encourage me to do the things that you need in my life. For it's in Jesus' name. Say, I receive you, Lord, on this Sunday. Clap your hands and receive that in the name of the Lord.